We're recording. Oh, okay. You can still talk. Goodness, I didn't say what was this. Yeah. That's <laughs> why I figured let me start it now and we can stop that conversation in its tracks. There are some things, no matter how unedited we do these shows, there are some things we're just never going to say on, on mic. Like what? <laughs> Seven words we'll never say. Yeah, really. Go pee. There's more like 40. It's like a game. <laughs> Let me try to list them. There's my pen. Right, would you like to put your headphones on? Would you like to oh, join okay, us, okay. Teresa? I am, sorry. Teresa, put your headphones on. You're going to take uh, notes of I got it, all the... Okay, cool. All right, is everyone ready? Everybody want to shuffle their papers and drop stuff? Because this people is what I go through. It's Clear your throat. <laughs> yeah. We get people hacking up lungs. We got... Uh, got a furball. You know, it's hard enough keeping Teresa focused, so... I'm a very intelligent person. You are. You know. You're very intelligent. I'm an excellent driver. You're very intelligent. <laughs> I'm tall. It just I'm you're, you're, you're easily distracted. That's all I'm saying. Thank I you. Just, Thank you, Rain Teresa. Teresa. All right. Are we ready? I don't know. Well, you're ready, oh, you're ready if you're not ready or not. So. Okay, I'm ready. All right. In three, two, one. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion, email edition for August 27th, 2009, from Orlando, Florida. I am your host, Pete Werner, joined by my good friends, Kathy Worling, Teresa Eccles, Max Eccles, Max the intern, um, <laughs> Kevin Close, and John Magi. Um, Walter went to the world's longest doctor's appointment, and... Uh, like in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> it was like we are in the middle of a conversation. I gotta go. And Corey and Julie went shopping. Really? Yeah, Corey and Julie are otherwise engaged today. They had to take Ferris to the doctor. Nothing wrong, just a regular checkup, but they both like to be there for it, and we certainly want to give them as much leeway as we can with stuff like that. So um, they will be back next week. Actually, Corey, Corey's got to edit the show. He's like, he's dreading it. He's absolutely dreading it. I mean, I feel, I really feel bad for him because he's, he's got a lot on his plate right now. He is really doing a lot of work, and uh, this is just you know a bad time, but. To dump something they didn't want. So, um, all right, now I just completely lost my train of thought. This is the email show. No, we're on the email show. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you would like, if you would like to send us an email uh, to be read on the show, the address is podcast at wdwinfo.com or of course you can just go to our show notes page, podcast and fill out the feedback form that comes to us. If you have a comment suggestion, question that you'd like to ask the team. If you'd like to send us a voicemail toll-free in the United States, Canada, and Mexico, one 310 9662 the local number 407-574-5093, toll-free in the United Kingdom, uh, 0808-120-2316, and toll-free in the great country of Australia, one 800 574 uh, now, folks, you can get. Please, uh, we we really encourage you to send in your your voicemails, um, just to make things a little easier on Corey while I'm gone. We're not going to be doing voicemails. Uh, getting voicemails into the Prizematron, which is what we use to play them back, uh, is a little bit tedious uh, and a little bit involved. It takes you know some time to 
get them in the right format, get them uploaded. It's just a, it's a process. So I'm just trying to make things easier for them. So there will be no voicemails uh, played for the next three weeks. But like I said, that does not mean you should not send them in because that means I'm gonna, I can come back to a nice big bunch of voicemails. Um, you know, it may be several weeks depending on you know your voicemail before we play it. But you know, send them in. So the, strictly emails on the email. Yep, show. you'll be doing emails. Yep. So send. So them everybody in, needs to come. Everybody needs to show up with at least three emails to read. Okay, and every obscure person that listens needs to send in their questions. That's mm-hmm. right. What and makes them obscure? Well, <laughs> yeah, really. Why are you attacking our listeners? Not the regular people. I mean, not the regular. Oh, <laughs> so now there's a class system. We have some wait, listeners who are better than others. Let her dig herself out of this room by herself. Yeah, really. Okay, okay. There's the people I know. Oh. Apparently, those are the important people. <laughs> And then there's the people you never hear from. You know, the 10 million thousand people that are listening. That the are 10 just... million thousand. <laughs> Didn't she start this show with I'm a very intelligent person? <laughs> I think it's gone downhill from there. Okay. I'll um, stick up for you because Teresa and I both found that if we ask people on Facebook That's for right. questions, we've gotten a lot more success with getting questions that way. I do have friends. <laughs> But we heard from people we don't normally hear from. She clings to her Facebook page. (laughs) People like me. (laughs) They're interested when I go do things. Going to the bathroom now. Oh, no, I never do that. 57 responses. You don't go to the bathroom? Not on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, back to you, Pete. Okay. Now, if we play your... Just like Connie Chung. (laughs) If we play your voicemail or read your email on the show... You will get your choice of a Diz Unplugged t-shirt or a pin and lanyard. And then once a month, we randomly select someone whose email or voicemail was played on the show. And that person gets a shot at the prize matron. Numbered 1 through 50, we have all sorts of prizes in there from uh, Disney gift certificates to tickets to Cirque du Soleil to backstage tours uh, to the piece de resistance. There are two podcast cruises currently in the prize matron. And I would love to see one given away while I was in Australia. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> and, Max uh, is going to be staying there. He can find him in the prize matron. No, what difference is that going to make? Is he going to go know. tell people? And <laughs> He's post- <laughs> I, have to, I have to worry about you fixing the process while I'm gone? No, I'm kidding. Um, so Wouldn't know how. But two shots at the, at the podcast cruise, which right now has over 700 people registered to join us on that. That's going to be so cool. Oh, and, my gosh, uh, really? And I also just want to reiterate that uh, we are the recipients of the 2009 <laughs> Magellan Award <laughs> for Best Travel Blog in the gold category, which was very nice last year. Uh, the Travel Channel and FairCompare.com uh, were honorees in that category, so we are in, in good company, in good company. I was very excited to see that we had won that. What do we get? Do we get like a, a statuette? I'm getting a statuette. A statuette. <laughs> is, it, is it a lamp that's like a lady's leg? Yeah. Let's call Samantha legs. Brown. Let's call Samantha Brown. We got a major award. So, what color is your Magellan Award? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we weren't in the silver category. <laughs> Gosh, I would have refused. Take it away. Or just gotten the award and then played it in that's gold. It's like a daytime Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a technical Emmy. <laughs> the ones they don't show. Pizza the shmanies. Like, Pizza me like Kathy Griffin now, taking that award everywhere he goes. I am. 
being on the cruise with it. Take it down to Australia. But uh, so can't you see him on the street in Sydney? Do you want to see my award? (laughs) (laughs) Oh goodness! Hold hold on a second. Where where am I going here? While we're waiting, did you know the guy from Big Bang Theory was nominated for an Emmy? I love that. I don't watch the show. I'm uh, I'm I'm a huge Gordon Ramsay fan now. Hell's Kitchen. Oh Lord! Oh, I love him. I I love Kitchen Nightmares. Oh, Kitchen Nightmares is the best. That's the best. The Kitchen Nightmares is the absolute best. I like that one you you watch. Well, you don't like you don't like Gordon Ramsay. Gordon scares me. Oh, that's the whole point. But he's so sweet to his own children. That's what's. It makes me think. Well, no, fake. he's got. And you're just it, the opposite. There's a, there's a show. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen to this. There's a show um, he does in the UK. They play it on BBC America called The F Word, which is another cooking show. But, like, one of the things he did, I was watching repeats from, like, Christmas a few years ago, and he bought turkeys to raise at his house that he, they, was, they were going to kill for Christmas dinner. And, the, and they, like, named them, and the kids got, like, attached to them. And then he's got to explain to them. You know, I yell at everybody when they don't turn their cell phones off. <laughs> yours. There, there's mine going off. But then, like, you know, the kids named them and, like, hugged them. Oh, my them gosh. And were all, like, in love with them. And then they had a... Did they not only did they Not only did they kill them, not in front of the kids, but oh, okay. not only did they kill them, but they showed them killing them. They showed <gasps> them putting the, holding, putting the turkey upside down by its oh, legs. And they put, oh, and Putting the thing in its mouth to electrocute it. And oh. then they cut its head off. And this yeah. is the show you like? No, this this is the least favorite Gordon Ramsay show. But oh my god, it's really what the kids do. Well, the kids. I mean, obviously the kids were not there for that. But then oh, they show like when you go. Oh, but then they. That but then when they ate the birds, they had like the bird like they had the turkeys on the table with the turkeys' names, little placards <laughs> with the turkeys' Aww. names. I'm like, it was really demented. That is wrong. But, so it makes me wonder, like, you know, if that's how the British people raise their kids and kill their pets. Mm. <laughs> oh, look, you got a pet here. Now it's dead. Oh. Now we're going to oh. eat it. You're not going to cut anything out, so I can't say what it's <laughs> like. Never okay. mind. Yeah. Never mind. But, uh, well, speaking of, of people from the U.K., our first caller uh, this week is Jamie from the U.K., who has some questions for us. So here is Jamie. Hi, podcasters. This is Jamie from Hampshire. This is my second message because I forgot to press the hash key and just hung up. So I'm not sure whether that went through or not. Hopefully it did. Um, I'm 13. I'm from Hampshire, like I said. And um, I just love the show. Um, I think Ferris is a genius. Um, <laughs> that counts. Um, and my question is, um, I've got a Brits guide, um, which is like a guide, but it's still there in Britain. Uh, and it's about Orlando and Walt Disney World and my question was it says in the back to thanks to Pete Warner and all of the Diff you know who you are I was just wondering what input you had in the book being I enjoy it so much and I was wondering what bit you helped in thanks for answering the question if you read it out have a good day well thank you very much for uh, for calling Jamie you know what we love hearing from the Brits and uh uh, the book you're talking about is uh, Simon Vanessa's uh, Brit's Guide to Orlando and Walt Disney World. And uh, it is arguably the best guidebook out there, period, uh, irrespective of its Brit status. Uh, but certainly as far as a guide for Brits coming to Walt Disney World, it is an indispensable tool. Um, quite a bit, uh, you know, obviously the book is tailored to that, to that audience. 
Um, and I'm not knocking other travel writers here when I say this um, because I really don't know a lot of other travel writers. I, I know Simon, though. I've known Simon for many years. Um, and Simon, I mean, Simon's a real journalist. Simon's not just a fan. Simon's a real journalist with, and he's, he's one of the most, if not the most respected travel writer in Europe, or among the most ex- uh, uh, respected travel writers in Europe. Um, and not just on, on Disney, but on, on cruising, on, on other topics as well. So he's well, he's well regarded. Um, and uh, Simon's been involved with the Diz for many years, had a lot of input on the Diz. Um, you know, he's free to promote, you know, for those of you on the board, you know I'm pretty tight with allowing people to do any kind of marketing uh, without permission. But uh, Simon's one of the people that's allowed to push his book uh, because it's great. It's a great product. It's, just a, it's a really and truly uh, a fantastic product. So we didn't have any direct input in terms of, uh, you know, that we provided certain content for the book. Simon knows that, you know, he's free to use us as a, as a reference and a resource wherever he needs to. Um, you know, like I said, he's a true journalist. He's a real professional, somebody that we trust impl- implicitly. And uh, we should really try and get him on the show. I think that uh, he's really interesting. He's traveled so many places, seen so many things. He's uh, he's Florida-based now, right? Yep, he's, he's here in the U.S. Yep. He's here in the U.S., which was a shock when he told me he was moving over here because he's such a, like I said, you know, a lot of people know him in, in Britain. So um, so he's just a really, you know, he's been a long-time friend of the site. We've been a long, we've been long-time friends, so. That's really the contribution, I guess, uh, in that regard. But uh, really and truly, if you're uh, looking for a great, a really, really well done, well written, well researched, uh, well put together and organized guide to Disney, uh, the Brit's Guide is. I don't think you can do better. I don't think you can do better. So, and Simon can quote me on that if he likes. But uh, so, thank you very much for calling, Jamie. Who has an email they'd like to read? Me. Over here. Yes, yes. I, 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 am, I, have identified, I have identified where you are. When did she become the Gracie Allen of the show? I have no idea. No, she's turning into Bob. Oh, oh okay. I think, I, think that's, I think he's in, maybe it has something to do with the, you know, the dreams rest position. She took Bob's so job. She took Bob's phone. Time. She's wearing know, his boot. She's wearing his boot. I think she might be wearing his underwear. I just bought this underwear. Okay. <laughs> this comes from Is when... It granny panties? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> but you did yep. tell me what you Can were we wearing. Can we a flag of surrender? <laughs> yep, granny panties. They're blue. Okay. This comes from Wendy Young, Hopewell, New York. Hello, Diz. Thank you for being swan dolphin experts. Didn't know we were, but... Do you know if the Dolphin, by 2010, will have empty mini refrigerators in the rooms instead of the costly snack coolers? Is this one of those Facebook questions? No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's just came the other day. Yes, they're already in the rooms. They are there. There are mini refrigerators. So what they've done is they've emptied out all of the stuff that Mm -hmm. you usually buy, and now you can just put your drinks and stuff in there and keep it cool. Yes. Cool. So that's that. So the eight dollar macadamia, macadamia nuts yeah. are gone. And See, the, but I love that stuff. The nine ninety five Snicker bar. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff. But it's not good if you're in there with a bunch of kids mm-hmm. and they open that up and just start grazing. Grazing. Yeah. And you're finding the papers and going. Oh, oh four hundred dollars worth of candy sitting on the floor. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you very much for that, Teresa. Who else has one they'd like to read? I have one. 
Mine is from Kristen. And Kristen writes, I've been reading a thread on the boards that has me worried. On all of my previous trips home to the world, I've never had, had to see any snakes. However, this thread entitled Snake in Resort Room has me about sick. This happens all the... This goes on at least once a year, this mm-hmm. happens. There is account after account of people having snakes in their resort room. Is this something that has been happening a lot more lately, or that has always been something that, has, that I've been oblivious to? I realize that there are a lot of amphibious creatures in Florida, but I guess I never thought they would be in my room. Tell me this won't happen to me. I hate snakes. I can't even see pictures of them on TV without gagging. I need to stop typing now. The more, <laughs> the more I think about she it, needs a moment. the more I think I may be sick, Kristen. I need to stop typing now. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Oh, I gag. I guess we can't make any promises, right? There's well, I mean, look, them, you, you know, I, I, I have for now a little over a year been on this kick about stay out of the damn lakes. Uh, the, the, the whole point behind that being that. In, this is Florida. The, the, we, you, this is the tropics, uh, and in the tropics, you have certain, you know, like any place else in the country, everybody had, everybody's got their problems. You know, for us, alligators and snakes are not uncommon. I have had a snake in my own bathroom um, in this house, and it was a big snake. I'm not talking about some little, you know, two foot thing. This thing had to be about five or six feet long. That you know, that's not what you want to see when you walk into your bathroom. I had of course, a I ran. Of course, I ran like a schoolgirl, like locking every door behind me, like being chased by Teresa's neighbor. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so there is always that possibility. Um, you know, one way to hedge against that, if you really are that concerned, is make sure you're not in a ground floor uh, room. Because um, snakes can't push elevator buttons. <laughs> well, it's it's a lot more difficult. I'm not saying a snake can't end up in a sixth floor room, but it's highly unlikely that it's going to be able to travel unnoticed, you know, unless it comes in at somebody's luggage. Let's see the skies. Bellman. Landshark. Land snake. <laughs> room service. Room service. Candy Graham. Stop hissing. Stop hissing. Okay. Don't Andy rattle. Graham. They'll know it's us. Candy Graham. We're in the Magic Kingdom one day, right in near Frontierland, where that you make that turn to go out towards uh, Splash Mountain, and there are all those bushes right there against the water, and they had cordoned it off. They and you could see it. There was a giant rattlesnake sunning up on top of the bushes. Oh my lord! Yeah, I mean, were rattlesnakes? Well, I mean now, 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 by the same token, the number of experiences that I have had running into snakes in the what is it, 10 years I've been living here? Uh, I really, I think, maybe one or two. We had so, our first one last night, five-footer in the backyard. Really? I I'm had st- one come in my front door once. Really? Yeah. I was standing in the kitchen sink, and Kelvin's waving the snake skin outside mm. the window at me. And I'm like, oh, it's just a skin. And then he points to the ground, and it's laying there by and the And there was the rest of it without was, its skin? There was the freshly fresh-skinned snake, whatever you want to call it. I said it before. We had a frog come up through our, our toilet. A big one. Oh, yes. Mm. you got to think. Frog. Wouldn't that be nasty at the wrong moment? Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a bidet. <laughs> I flushed it. 
<laughs> it swirled and went down. About two hours later, it was back. However, it learned that when you flush, it had to swim. So it like turned into Mark Spitz. It was like swimming against the current. We had to scoop it out and take it outside. <sighs> oh, my god! you gotta, got to remember, Florida is mostly reclaimed swamp. Most of Florida is below sea level. Yeah. And so this is all swampland that at some point they filled in, put homes on, put Disney theme parks on. So this is there's going to be wildlife there. And the wildlife that happens to be there are snakes and alligators. Lizards. My father lives in a part of New Jersey that he sees black bears walking through his yard. Wherever you live, you're going to see the you know, indigenous uh, one of the, animals. One of the big problems we're having right now, if you want to talk about problems with snakes... Believe it or not, or Burmese pythons. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, you know, people bring them in as pets, and they are, you know, discarded or, you know, get out of their cages or whatever. This has happened over the years. The Everglades right now, there is a real problem with indigenous species. Some endangered species in the Everglades uh, are being just devoured right. by these Burmese pythons. You have teams of people going out trying to find as many of them as possible and kill them. Did you see the show where they, they picked one up? It had to be 20 feet long. Yeah, it's, it's it, they, you know. So now that is not, a Burmese python is not going to show up in your hotel room. Right. But. This just happened because of that little girl that was killed. Yeah. There was a right. two-year-old, and the pet snake got out of the cage and killed the little and girl. And that was a Burmese python. Mm-hmm. Right. And what happened was people freaked and released their pets. That made it worse, yeah. Right. I think, though, we have to oh keep gosh. things in perspective. Could it happen? Yes, it could happen. The likelihood is very, very slim. And while there is this thread where people have said they've seen it, take into account the tens of thousands of people on the Diz, and that being a subset of everybody who does go to Disney, your percentages are small. Yeah, this is, I mean, John's right, a a site the size of Diz Boards. It's a huge site, a lot of traffic, a lot of people. And I always tell people that if I want to see an alligator or a snake in Florida, I have to pay. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it in the wild. Right. But you know, they're there. They're there. But honestly, in all my interactions at Disney, I've, I, I personally haven't seen one. It's not worth getting upset no, about. It's no, not worth not worrying about. You know. So, like I said, just make sure you know, really and truly, make sure you're not in a ground floor uh, uh, room. Be in one of the upper floors of the hotel. Okay. So they can't push elevator buttons because they don't have fingers. <laughs> we got it. Okay. Yeah. All right, our next voicemail comes to us from Nicole, who is joining us on the podcast cruise next year and has some questions for us. So here's Nicole. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Nicole, and on the Discord, I am in War 14. And I had a quick question for everyone. Um, this will be my first Disney cruise, or my first cruise ever, so I'm really excited to go on to the podcast cruise um, in December of 2010. And my question is, when is a good time, would it be better to go to Disney World before or after the cruise? I know the cruise is going to be relaxing, and I was thinking of going before, but I really wanted to make sure that I caught the holiday decorations. And also, my other question is, I have one more question, and my other question is, um, what events do you feel are the best holiday events to go to? 
I'm actually going to be coming down with my godchildren and my best friend, and they're, this is their very first Disney trip, so I'm looking very forward to showing them around Disney World and seeing, letting, watching their little faces light up when they go. Um, thank you for answering my questions. I hope everybody's doing well. And Ferris is so cute. I just thought you should know that. <laughs> and you, I know you know that, Mom. All right, thank you. Well, thank you very much for calling, Nicole. We're very excited you're joining us on the podcast cruise next year. Um, I'll, I'll give you my opinion. Uh, I always recommend people, if they're going to do a land portion with a Disney Cruise Line vacation, do it before. Uh, it, I, I just think the cruise is the better exclamation point on the end of the vacation. And, uh, I mean, that's for me. Anybody disagree with that? No, no absolutely. Because um, what happens, too, when you're on the cruise, everything's included. So you kind of get in that time, that mindset of now you've gotten off the cruise and now you have to go and find your food. Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> and pay it's for not, it. And yeah. Forage for your forage food. Forage and sort of fight the crowd. So you kind of get out of the whole vacation mode. Exactly. Too easily. Exactly. And uh, in terms of... Uh, in terms of holiday events, um, the decorations will be will up. be up. I mean, the decorations, the Christmas decorations are up by Thanksgiving, uh, so you will absolutely be able to see everything you want to see uh, before we go on the cruise. Candlelight processional, number one thing you must do. I really highly recommend the dinner package. It's expensive, but at the same time, it guarantees you seating. Which, if you're just going to get online to see the candlelight processional. I don't know. That line, that standby line is ridiculously huge. Yep. And, and the, the guaranteed people, seats get in before you. And the guaranteed seats get right, right get in before the standby line. So unless you're uh, really in the dinner package. Uh, Do you still recommend the dinner package now that it's two table service credits? Um, I, think in, I think the candlelight processional, of which I understand a member of our family is going to be performing. In the candlelight processional this year, Ms. Grace Eccles uh, will be doing, uh, will be performing. Four times, I heard. I don't know the dates yet. Um, And the candlelight processional this year, so it makes it even more special. But I think, yes, I think it absolutely is uh, worth two table credits. Oh, and you do get now preferred seating or a special viewing area for illuminations, too. But it just seems a little steep. I don't know. I don't think so. I really don't. I don't. I think for that show... But oh, that it's a great show. It is yeah. done. It's done so well, and it's done so consistently well. And they are so good at putting together the right choirs and putting together that that brilliant orchestra. Uh, it is not Christmas for me here without right. seeing that. So that's my number one thing. Osborne lights are number two. Let me talk. Can mm-hmm. I go back to candlelight for no, a minute? No, you cannot. We have some information. I'm going anyway. We have some information about pricing. I think Kathy has it up on the site. The packages just came out. Um, there's different tiers, and the tiers are related to what uh, restaurant you can go to. Prices are ranging from $32.99 plus tax and gratuity to um, $59.99 plus tax and gratuity for the candlelight dinner package. And it has to do with, again, the restaurants you're going to get to choose from. And then. Uh, you know, and uh, let me tell you something $60 on the upper scale for an adult to have dinner and this show as opposed to $100 for Cirque du Soleil for me that's a no brainer you know 
dinner and a show. I mean, you're not going to get any argument from me. I think it's great. I, I agree. I, I don't know. know about the table service thing. I almost think that what you probably should do is not do use your dining credits for it. I almost think you should pay cash for it. Because yeah, I, I think because yeah. I think using two dining service things. You well, you know, so many people end up with extra credits. Yeah. At the end of their trip, you know, why burn them? Well, if you had, yeah had some place you needed to use them, that's unless a great unless place. you unless you've got it all planned out down to the last credit and you can't spare it, I say burn those first. Getting back to Nicole's question, I'd like to add that if she's bringing people where it's their first trip to Disney. I think also you might look into doing a... Bring them to Old Town and tell them it's the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. I would suggest Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween... Mickey's not so, Mickey's not Very Halloween. Merry Christmas Party, excuse <laughs> me. Mickey's Not-So-Scary Christmas Party. <laughs> <laughs> and skip the day in the park. Do something else that day. Mm-hmm. See downtown Disney, go visit another park, go do something else. But um, get a Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. They'll get to see the parade. They'll get to see some... You'll get a little bit more... I don't know what I'm, I'm lost. There's more bang for your buck. Right. Yeah, as opposed to burning a, a day ticket yeah. for that day in the Magic Kingdom. Want, we didn't do that last year. I want to do that this year with Stella. Yeah, you'll like that. It's a lot Party. of fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Osborne lights are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicole, check out, I don't know if you're on the boards or not, but check out the podcast board specifically where people are talking about, um, um, I lost my train of thought. She's going to the podcast cruise. I thought she was talking about Dizapalooza. No, Sorry. No. Never mind. But there's a thread about <laughs> the podcast cruise, too. So they can there's many threads. There's a yeah. subboard at the, the top, sub board of, at the top of the board. So you might find people who are going to get together and do these individual meets you know, around I, these I, other things as well. I'm glad you mentioned that because I keep forgetting to remind people that we do have a dedicated sub forum under the podcast board for the 2010 podcast cruise. And a lot of plans are being made there. It's so a very have, active board. If mm-hmm. you go to the podcast board and just look at the very, very top, the first stuck thread, or not even a stuck thread, you can just see the subform right under the heading. So you might be able to find other Dizzers who are going to go to Candlelight on a certain night, so there might be a meet that's oh, yeah. arranged or Osborne Lights. Um, that might help. The other thing, too, is um, give send Tracy an email, tracy at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And let her know what you're looking to do as far as and just getting. ask her a lot of inane questions. Exactly. For no reason. <laughs> just one word at a time in each email. Yeah. She loves that. Ask her about adding the days to your cruise. Disney Cruise Line has changed their land sea combination packages. And if you really want to mess with her, make all your emails an iambic pentameter. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have, uh, they've changed the way they do the Lancy packages, so she's going to want to do an add-on for you, and she'll give you some ideas as how to do that. So do that soon. Like now. Mm-hmm. So well, I hope that answers your question, Nicole. Thanks uh, very much for writing in. Look very look forward to meeting you next year. Who else has an email they'd like to read? I do. This is from Jeff Alves. Oh, Alves? Jeff. Jeff Alves. Yeah. Yep. Sorry about that, hey. Jeff. Hey. Oh, West lover. Um, Kathy, with hurricane season on us, this cue the crisis music. Yes, it is a Kathy Facebook question. <laughs> Can you please tell us how Disney prepares for a storm and what kind of things a guest might notice? Would the guest experience be affected by storm preparation? Probably the best time I ever had in the park was when there was a hurricane like predicted to, to hit the area like a couple days beforehand because there's nobody in the parks. It was great. If you ever wanted to hold hands with your family walking down Main Street, 
we had the whole street to ourselves. But I took a bunch of pictures, and I'll have to put them up. Is that so you don't blow away? <laughs> really? But that, that was when I rode for, um, Splash Mountain for the one and only time, because there was no wait. One was, time? You've only rode Splash Mountain one time? That's it. I was dared. No, I don't like that ride. That, and we got stuck on there, so no, never do it again. Yes, you will. No, I won't. I'll just like you. Just like um, Tower of Terror. I'll never do you. that again. I'll say on Tower of mm. Terror. I, I had to be dared. So we'll maybe. drug you. <laughs> we'll get you drunk. We'll get you drunk and put you on Splash Mountain. Fall out. But when they start to get ready for the um, hurricane, it's just amazing when, when it came through, was that 2004? I went and took all kind of pictures and... My family thought I was crazy because I took pictures. If you ever notice as you're walking through the park, like by the where the carts are, there's like little um, like holes in the ground with threads in it that I always wondered what was that for. But that's where they tie down like the carts that they're going to still leave out. A lot of the stuff, they take it away. Like they take away the benches and the umbrellas and the trash cans. So you, you watch them do this? Are it's they- really cool to watch them unscrew the turrets from the top of Cinderella Castle. <laughs> Are they like dancing around little raincoats and twirling and no? This is before, like when the weather was still nice. Like they weren't sure if it was preparation for the rain. They don't wait for it actually to rain and be a hurricane. But they have like like the the light posts. You know, as you come down the um, the ramp from the monorail at the Magic Kingdom, they had those like all tied down and like a lot of the signs, like things that they couldn't physically take down, like how they secure it. It's really if you're into that kind of stuff. It was really interesting to watch. What do they do with the boats? Do they have a little boathouse? I'm sure there's a lot of that stuff. A lot of that stuff is taken out of the water. There's marinas Mm -hmm. where they're lifted out of the water. Some of them are just tied up. Like at the Grand Floridian, you'll see them all tied together so that they're safe in a little alcove area. That reminds me. You know Tommy, the little boat man? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He celebrated his fifth year over there at the Magic Kingdom. Really? Congratulations. Congratulations. But they also Sorry have that. it's okay. They they have what's called a ride out crew. They have a crew of people who stay in the parks and you know, like at Magic Kingdom, like underground or whatever that um just monitor yeah what's going on cool. and then they have another crew that comes in like after the hurricanes or whatever that if there's any cleanup that needs to be done because after that season that we had after those hurricanes people came back to the park like the next day and and thought nothing had really happened because there's people still in the hotels right mm-hmm. right and, and if you're vacation. in a hotel all the hotels are built to withstand hurricanes i mean it's a really safe place to be and if you're in like the deluxe resorts they had entertainment with cast members and, and brain yeah, surgeons. keep in mind you have to keep in <laughs> yeah brain surgeons you have to keep in mind that uh, during hurricane charlie which is among the worst to ever hit Central Florida. Um, and certainly much worse has happened down on the coast, down in the South Florida, and the Panhandle. But, you know, usually by the time a hurricane gets to the middle of the state, it's lost a lot of its punch. Well, Hurricane Charlie, you know, passed over downtown Orlando as a Category 3. Really? And, yeah, the eye passed over downtown Orlando. As, as a matter of fact, that year, two hurricanes, the eye of two hurricanes passed over. Yeah, it came out downtown. our way, too. And there was a lot of damage done. I mean, trees were down up and down my block. We were without power for seven days. I mean, it was really kind of freaky. Disney, the hotels, the, you know, everything was operational. Everything, because mm-hmm. that's where we stayed. We stayed at the yep, Swan Dolphin. Yeah, Walter too. and I and my mother and my brother um, stayed at the Swan Dolphin. Well, the, ah. One of the things that Disney has done, 
or part of their hurricane preparedness was when they started to build Walt Disney World Resort, they built everything to withstand a hurricane. They've buried all the power lines, so you don't have to have power being out. As Kathy said, the buildings are built a certain way. The other thing they do, and I know this from firsthand experience, is they call in extra staffing. So they say, we're going to have a hurricane. We need anybody who can come in to come in so they have people available to do cleanup, to do uh, guest interaction and make sure guests are comfortable and safe. They sort of do this whole um, mobilization thing where they go through, and they've got steps, and they've got a whole manual that they follow of processes that they do. Disney knows how to handle a hurricane. And they even had like an evacuation area for families of cast members so that cast members who were worried, you know, about their own family could bring their family on property. I've said it before. I've said it before. When it comes to, you know, I criticize Disney on any number of of areas. When it comes to safety and it comes to security, there are very few companies that do it better than Disney does. And obviously, you know, they have a huge liability target on their back. But also, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things that they go above and beyond that. They go above and beyond what they have to do to protect their liability. I they don't want, I mean, they don't want their guest experience being marred by stuff like that. So, right. you know, really and truly, in that area, I have no complaints where Disney is concerned, which is why when all that hysteria was going on with the monorail accident, you know, it was like, chill out. I mean, really and truly, on this one, Disney deserves the benefit of the doubt. Let's wait for a report to find out. But Disney really does do safety right. I was joking, in case anybody didn't know about it. It's always a rumor that they take the turrets off the Cinderella Castle, and I was just sort of joking. During 2004 hurricanes, I worked for a timeshare company, and John and I and my mom and dad and the two dogs stayed in uh, a timeshare building near Animal Kingdom and there was nothing open and John and I went at one t- at one point during the slowest part of the storm we were hey, we had run out of food and we shopped in the Animal Kingdom Lodge gift shop that was still open oh, we wow. got bread milk, and milk and eggs and donuts <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank god they had donuts I thought we were the only ones that got donuts during a bad storm. And Disney also has a very, if you're concerned about coming during a hurricane, they have a very liberal hurricane policy that if it's predicted to to be in the area, they'll allow you to change your vacations. Um, They're just, you know, it's not like you need the travel insurance. They're just very liberal. People people want to know what's Disney's policy if I show up late or if I don't show up or if I can't leave. Disney doesn't have a thing written out that says if a guest, if X, Y, and Z happens, do this for their guest. What they do is they really take everything on a case by case, and they're very good about evaluating you at that time and saying, "Listen, we understand you can't leave. Yes, you can stay in the resort." That type of thing. The other but thing don't expect anyone to come to you and say, "Well, if you can't arrive, we'll do X, Y, and Z for right. you." The other thing is, hurricanes don't surprise us. Yes. I mean, we get news. Hurricane, most of the hurricanes that affect Florida come off the coast of Africa, and we know the minute they've left the coast. The news in Florida starts letting you know that this is a possibility. So it's not like a hurricane pops up and surprises us. You, you would have ample time. If you're doing your planning and watching the weather and keeping track of what's going on, you should know well in advance that there's a possibility of a hurricane coming. So. But I would even say, like, pack like a flashlight. You know, 
some of the hotels can get rather dark, and I know that some of the hotels did hand out flashlights to people. But, you know, if you're really concerned, maybe even like a little weather radio. You know, not that, I mean, hey, you know, we those of us that live here have that kind of stuff in our house, and it's not like you need to bring all kind of hurricane supplies. But, you know, if you're the type of person that wants to know what's going on, maybe a portable radio and having that flashlight, just a few little, you know, be, like a Girl Scout, be prepared. Chocolate. You know. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and have your little supplies. If you think something's coming, get some extra, you know, because who wants to be cooped up in their house without snacks? You know, and if you're in a hotel, do you want to be cooped up that way? No. All good advice. Oh, and if they, when they closed the parks, too, they gave the people, like, a ticket to come back the next day. So Disney is real, real good with this. All right. Thank you very much. Our next voicemail comes to us from Lori in Canada, and I forgot what Lori is calling about, so. Cool. Yes. We'll be surprised. We'll be surprised. So here's Lori. Hi, podcast team. My name is Lori, Anticipation on the Boards, and I'm calling from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. I just finished listening to your August 13th email show, and I'm sorry, I'm not a Brit, but you can make fun of my Canadian accent if you'd like. Get out of the house. Hey. Get off the couch. Hey. My fiancé and I are coming down to Central Florida in February 2010 because we're getting married in Cocoa Beach. We have some friends and family joining us, and we're planning to spend some time at Disney World before heading out to the beach for the wedding. We'll be doing a joint bachelor-bachelorette party where we will be eating and drinking our way around the world showcase at Epcot, sort of our own personal food and wine festival, if you will. (laughs) Um, I was wondering, is there a grand gathering option for viewing of illuminations? If so, what is the maximum number of people that you can have for this? Is there an age limit, as this is a family bachelor-bachelorette party, and we will have young nieces, nephews, and cousins with us? What is the cost for this grand gathering experience? Also, I was wondering if the Wishes dessert party will be continued, as I might like to do that with our guests as well. I can't wait to hear your answers. I've discovered the only thing more fun than planning a Disney World vacation is planning one that incorporates your wedding. Um, The day after our wedding, we're actually leaving on our Disney honeymoon cruise, so I'm very excited about that as well. Oh, and I have one other question. My fiancé and I are huge fans of WALL-E, and we heard that Disney has an animatronic WALL-E that is traveling the parks. Any idea when the animatronic WALL-E will be in Walt Disney World? We would love to meet him. I love your show, and I love the boards, though I must admit I'm more of a lurker reader than a poster. Anyway, you guys are awesome. Keep up the good work. If you guys have any additional tips or things I should stay away from, I'd love to hear them, too. I hope I get picked for Project X. Take care, guys. Well, thank you very much for calling in, Lori. Um, as far as grand gatherings, yeah, they do the... Uh Illuminations is our party is one of the options with that, right? Yeah, I don't have the specifics off the top of my head, but um, a grand gathering is really eight or more people. So if you have a lot of people in your wedding party, you don't have to worry about that. Uh, you'll go through the grand gatherings department, and they'll give you all the information about that. But they do have uh, Illuminations is our parties, and there's no age restriction on that. No. You know, anybody can go. Any of the kids can go to it. I don't know the pricing off the top of my head. I it's just something I don't have handy. Um, prices vary based on peak and non-peak dates. Yeah. We'll have a link to this in the show notes page. Uh, but uh, adult prices seventy three ninety nine during peak, sixty nine ninety nine off peak. Uh, children ages three through nine thirty five ninety nine peak season, thirty three ninety nine non-peak. Uh, we have a list of the peak dates with two thousand and ten already up on the site. 
Um, you can use the Disney Dining Plan. It's two table service credits. And uh, you meet at the Odyssey Restaurant. So, yes, you can... Uh, you can do that thing. You can do that. You can do the Illuminations. Oh, wait, no, that's a, the Illuminations Dinner and Illuminations Dessert Reception. I didn't realize it was both uh, a dinner and dessert. I'm sure Disney would work with you if you had a number of people to make it the way you wanted it to be. And yeah, but like you said, it's just a minimum of eight people. It can be yeah. a group of any size. Exactly. Right? All I'm saying is that that's their cutoff. For you know, understand the gathering. idea behind grand gatherings was really to figure out a way to get larger family groups to travel together and then buy additional services right. on top of what you were paying to be here. So, you know, some of this stuff is available. Now, as far as that Wishes dessert party. We don't know. It's a, this is a. If, it was an, if I'm not mistaken, that was a, it's a test program. Right. So and it ends the 29th of this month. And if I could have a nickel for every time I've exactly. seen that question of is it going to be extended, I'd be a millionaire. Yeah. It's it's there's no way to really know. We haven't received any such information. There's rumors so they're going to extend it, but none of the cast members have any information. So I would say at this point, don't count on it. Okay. I mean, it seems really popular. People mm-hmm. talk about it. People seem to like it, but you know, who knows what they're going to do with it? Yeah. So, I hope that answers your question, Lori. You had a third question. What was it? Something about the cruise? Maybe not. <laughs> no, just if we had any other tips. Don't jump overboard. <laughs> Don't get married. Save yourself. It's a mistake. Don't do it. No way. Just kidding. All right. Thank you very much, Lori. Who else has an email they'd like uh, to read? I have another one. Well. Okay. It's not going to read itself. <laughs> Hello, everyone on the podcast team. And yes, oh, you Oh, yes, too. I do. I remember what other question was. Wally. Oh, yeah. She oh, out. Wally uh, around the parks. I haven't. I, I haven't heard about it. No, I haven't either. Good save, John. Yep. Too bad we didn't know the answer to any of our questions. <laughs> has, has anybody else downloaded the Toy Story Mania iPhone app? Nope. Yes. Best oh, iPhone is. app. Period. It's, a, it's mm-hmm. like a game. It's yeah. it's it's the toy. It's like a it's like a, a, a variation on the Toy Story Mania game. Oh. You got to like shoot the plates and Fire do. Let me see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the middle of a show, he can't wait until after the show. I want to see if it's worth my five bucks. It's app one hundred. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, this is this is an app I have been really happy with. I haven't even updated my iPhone yet. You're sad, man. I am sad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll do it after the show. Okay. Um, but uh, so yeah, as far as Wally is concerned, um, I don't know. I'm sure you know. Sounds like something they do. But yeah, who knows? Have to find out. So sorry. Go All ahead, right. Teresa. Go ahead, Teresa. Huh? Okay, I was looking at her little Toy Story. Okay, okay. Hello, everybody on the oh, podcast yeah. team. With game sitting there, she's going to be able to read that email with that game sitting there. <laughs> Ooh, man! That's Teresa's real voice. <laughs> Thank you. Is it someone coming? Oh, it's who is it? Corey. Oh, it's Corey Patrick Martin. Oh. Abdicate Maxwell. Really? Move, move. <laughs> you need to take the SATs, I assume. <laughs> Hello, everybody. So, Corey, uh, Corey, we have a snack for you here, too. Oh, jeez. <laughs> They're picking on me. All right. Read your email. 
Okay. Hello, everybody on the podcast team. And yes, you too, Peter Werner. This is Jimmy Leonard. Oh. <laughs> I would like to know. <laughs> oh, I see. We're, we're, we're sullying the show. <laughs> I would like to know how many days do I have I an need? announcement to make? Attention, everyone. I am going to Australia, and James <laughs> Leonard isn't. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I would like to know how many days do I need for Disneyland, because Amy and I want to fly out to Disneyland and drive to Las Vegas. We were thinking two weeks, but we were talking this week, which is probably two weeks ago, and don't want to give up our two weeks every year to Walt Disney World. Oh, and by the way, can you change um, Dizapalooza to the first week in December, because we leave on the 11th of December? No. Well, thanks, guys and girls, for your time. We'll see you on Podcast Cruise 2.0. This time, no flatty for Pete to make fun of. He can do it in person. Thanks so much, James Leonard, or the big shot James Leonard. I have. Sent for my iPhone. I'm going to have four days on the ship with him to torment that man. (laughs) And a microphone. Oh, man. Oh, man, it's going to be fun. It is. Well, you know, when I make that phone call that goes to all our staterooms, you know, I can just start saying things about James Leonard and put it on everybody's voicemail. That'd be fun. Does James Leonard have a statuette? No. James Leonard will not have a Magellan, a 2009 Magellan, Gold Magellan Award statuette. His might be silver. I don't think he has one. We're going to answer his question. Did he ask a question? He did ask a question. <laughs> what was his question? <laughs> I completely forgot. How long does he need to stay in Disneyland? He wants you to know, go to Vegas, too, and he's got all, two weeks. If you've got two weeks, if you've got two weeks and you've never done it, um, keep in mind, you know, I've said it on the show a million times. It, there's a lot more. I mean, Disneyland's great. You've got to go do Disneyland. But max, Disneyland is four days. And that's that's mm-hmm. being liberal. Um, and you're going to need a day to drive to Vegas. It's no more than a day's drive. But it's also, I mean, you, you know, you stop for lunch if, like if you've never been out, I'm not sure if he, does he mention if he's ever been out there before? How many days I'd need for Disneyland? And then he says he spends two years in Walt Disney World every year. Two weeks. Two, did I say two years? Yeah. Two, two weeks. <laughs> he wishes he spent two years. <laughs> no, it does not say he's never been there before. All right. Well, I mean, if you haven't been there before, then you really have to think about doing the, you know, the Southern California thing. Go to see Venice Beach. Go to go over to Santa Monica. And oh, hello. What was that? It was Max doing something. A box of treats fell over or something. All right, that was weird. And a major explosion. Yeah. Well, you know, people want to hear the unedited version of what the show is like. This is a pretty good example. <laughs> um, you really have. If you haven't been there before, you really, you really should try and take time for that stuff. Um, if really all you're thinking about is Disneyland, Vegas, I think you could do that in eight days, eight nine days. I mean, how many days are you going to spend in Vegas? Well, so I don't know. It's Jimmy, it's Jimmy Leonard. It's Jimmy Leonard. We are of and such different minds on this. Speaking I of, I would so give up Southern California for Vegas in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I would do five days in Disneyland, give yourself a day to drive out, and then spend your other week in Vegas. I love Vegas. You're a Vegas guy. Yeah. Well, I love about- Vegas too. I just wouldn't spend like two weeks. There. Oh, you guys see him a steer? Mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Talking about James Leonard, I think he needs, table. doesn't he need a special shirt for the cruise that says, I'm James Leonard? And you're not. And you're not. <laughs> we should. We should have a shirt made up for him. He has to have his own special shirt. I'm James Leonard and you're not, yeah. 
I think that would be cool. Then we need shirts that say the James Leonard Fan Club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we've gone too far. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that would be my suggestion. John disagrees. John thinks you should take your family out to... I don't think you need a week in either place. Sleazy bars and cheap casinos. I think you should take the mortgage money and put it on black. <laughs> that's my suggestion. Oh, <laughs> Because uh, okay, that's what John does. That's right. Bits the Texas money. So, all right. Thank you for that, Teresa. Our next voicemail comes to us from Joe Ruhawk, who has some questions about the Kilimanjaro Safari. So here's here's Joe. Hi, guys. This is Joe Ruhawk again. I'm He-Wolf on the boards. Um, I called earlier a while ago telling you about my wedding ring getting dropped in the swimming pool on my honeymoon. I was going to wait till later to call in, but I heard Pete complain on the last podcast email show how you needed more phone calls. So I figured I would call on now. Um, we were on our honeymoon. I rode the Kilimanjaro Safari the Animal Kingdom. I was not complaining. Not you. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up over there. Direct line of sight. I'll throw something at you. And I was. T- and uh, my wife told me that when they went over the bridge last time she was there, it shook. And it made it feel like you are going to fall off it. And then, you know, obviously you didn't. But when I rode it, it didn't do that. Now I'm disabled. I have hell of all of it. And I was really curious to wonder if if they just took that part out of the ride in general or if they have a disabled person on the ride, they just don't do that part of it because they don't want to freak out a disabled person. Um, any information you can give me on that would be nice. Um, thank you for all that you do. I, I really enjoy the show. Thanks. I don't, Bye. I don't think Disney cares if you're disabled or not. They'll freak you out no matter what. <laughs> well, the um, yeah, it, it has nothing to do with that. I, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. There's one part. In the Kilimanjaro Safari, where you go over this bridge, it's a rickety bridge, and it's a rickety bridge, and it kind of it kind of jerks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the last time I went on it, uh, it didn't do that. So I, I guess I was on it last week, and it did. Do it's it. done it, it did every do time. It. Yeah, every time yeah. I've been on it, it doesn't. All right, so it might. It just might be intermittent. I don't think it has anything to do with there being a handicapped person no, on board. Absolutely not. Um, it was be, out of commission there for a while. Yeah, I think I think they were they were doing something to it. Um, what I think is ridiculous is you know how they make the road so bumpy. I don't think it needs to be. I, I understand they're going for authenticity, but you know what? Be authentic with everything else. Give me a paved road so I can actually take some video and some pictures. <laughs> you ever you, see a video on that road? You can't. Like, you can't do it. You can't do it. That's where I love my camera that has the vibration reduction because it takes better pictures that way. After that ride, you have to. (laughs) After that ride, you have to go see the chiropractor at the Polynesian. Or should I say, you know, when I lived in Africa, that's the way the roads. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Here it comes. It was hard to hit the little African kids (laughs) with the dog biscuits, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Kathy, Kathy, Kathy. So, I hope that answers your question, Joe. <laughs> Could have, might have. We don't no. know. We don't know. <laughs> the bridge shaker was broken the day you were there. Like I said, it didn't work for me the last time either, but for these guys it did, so I don't know. So, all right, who has an email they'd like to read? I do. This is from Ross, Roz, Toby. Kathy, what is your favorite WDW tour and why? And two, how do you get good photos of fireworks Roz and she's our Toby on the Diz we've met Roz she yeah. was at Dizapalooza last year we met her in California no she wasn't 
Schwartz. Really? I mean, of course I know who Roz is. No, you don't. Yes, I do. She's the, she's the lawyer. She's the lawyer lady. I would have bet money. I would, I would have too. No, I know, I know exactly who she is. Who is voice queen? I think she brought Shut up. She had candy or something, too, when we met her, if I remember. Ooh. Yes, she brought you candy. One of our yeah. listeners brought, brought candy? John, no, know. brought candy for Kevin. I know. Brought candy for Kevin. Use lollipop. It's a little yep. note written on a paper towel or something. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So what's everybody's favorite tour? Mine was Backstage Magic. I thought My favorite tour. Segway tour for me. Backstage Magic. My favorite tour was the tour I got of Walt's apartment at Disneyland. Oh, wow. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I've never done a tour here in Florida, so I don't... How many people have the, the lamp in that window? The window of that apartment is there. Is their Facebook profile picture? Not me. Taken from inside the apartment, looking out. Okay. And then the second question: How do you get good photos of fireworks? Um, Have Corey take them. Really? <laughs> take Corey's pictures. <laughs> I would say, well, first of all, you I need to, you need to have a, a good camera that works in the the dark, and not use your flash. Um, but take a lot of pictures. Because not every picture you take is going to turn out, and the way the fireworks go up, you know, sometimes I'm, I might take a couple hundred pictures when I go to do fireworks. And, and bring a tripod, because apparently yeah. Disney's uh, restriction on tripods has been lifted. So set up a tripod in the park. Really, that's the best way to get a great photo. Mm-hmm. The camera has to be perfectly still. I, uh, I freehold mine, my camera. I, too. Um, I just hold my breath a lot. But when if I'm in front on Main Street in front of the castle, I'll make sure that my camera is focusing in on that castle on that clock because when your camera's trying to autofocus on the fireworks you just get a blurry shot yeah. and it, it, it there's a delay usually so you have this streaming look where it's like a constant blur not a crisp firework shot but all my pictures look that way usually if the clock is blurry in my photos with the fireworks the fireworks probably aren't going to come out that's that's what i do <laughs> and if your camera has like a firework face. setting um, you know, the less expensive cameras, I would say, you know, don't even bother with oh. some of them for fireworks. Really, there's a you know, fireworks setting. Yeah, yeah. Is that like the popcorn setting on the microwave? I mean, yeah. it just fixes it for you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, look at your camera. Oh, I'm just the trying to put. No, no. The, 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 there the is. gourmet cook coming out. <laughs> It auto-focuses is what you're telling. Yeah, it's okay. a, it sets up, See? you know, everything that you need. But sometimes, you know, it's just easier if somebody else has a picture. Because, you know, like the other night when I was down watching the shuttle launch that, you know. It didn't launch. It, that didn't launch. But, you know, sometimes it's like, do you really want to be so concentrated on taking that picture of the fireworks? Or do you want to be watching the fireworks? Because, you know, you can't recreate I don't think I've ever experienced fireworks without looking through the eye of my camera. lens, yeah. Oh, wait, I do too. But, I mean, there's lots of people that, you know, that's not their idea of fun is to be trying to take pictures of fireworks. They're boring and stupid. I do it for you people. (laughs) It's all about you. You're a giver. Yeah. So. All right, well, thank you very much for that. I really am. Kathy, um, how many more emails do we have? I have one more. Oh, can I say hi to my peeps out there and thank you for sending me the email? Her peeps. Her peeps. Yep, they're my peeps. Why am I writing my name? 
Everybody's got a following. All of a sudden, she's Missy Elliott. <laughs> all right. Hi to all my Facebook friends. What's up? Holla. <laughs> Holla. 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 <laughs> all right, because I got two more voicemails, so. All right. It's Lady Gag Gig. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Gag Lady Gag. I can't stand her. Oh. Just dance. All right, our next... <laughs> Our next voicemail comes to us from Rhett in Utah, who has called before. Rhett? Um, Frankly. But he, uh, it's either Rhett or Red, I can't tell, but it sounded like Rhett. But um, he obviously had like a lot of time on his hands because he called in three different messages in like rapid succession um, while doing a 13-mile hike. Wow. So <laughs> I've, I've put together all three of his of his messages, so... Uh, into one. So here's Rhett. Hey, y'all. This is Rhett out in Utah. Uh, y'all answered my question back in June about free dining, and hey, I just wanted to call back and say thanks for the T-shirt and thanks for your answers. Um, basically, what I've done now is I've actually convinced my wife to eat up more than just character breakfast for our sit-down reservations. As much as I love character breakfast and uh, the buffets, I think it'd be kind of nice to try something like Pete's suggestion of Chef's de France, even with my three-year-old twins and 15-month-old kid. So it's good. Three-year-old twins and 15-month-old Just don't sit next to me, okay, Rhett? <laughs> <laughs> you know, leave that woman alone. <laughs> really? No. Yeah, you leave Scarlet alone. No. Stop. Rhett. Scarlet, just say no. Stop it. It'd be an interesting trip. But hey, I just wanted to say, even though this might be a marketing tool for Disney, they called me and they upgraded me to a one-bedroom room at Saratoga Springs for free from the All-Star Movies. Now, I went and priced that out if I'd made the same reservation. It was almost an $1,800 difference. So is Disney really that desperate? Or by moving me into that resort... Or are they just freeing up another bed for another head at the value resort? Anyway, he tripped on something. Apparently, he's I'll running. I'll take a free eighteen hundred bucks. Apparently, he's like running through a <laughs> a garage. A garage, sale. yeah. <laughs> it was in a dollar store. <laughs> he's just chasing three-year-olds any day of the week. But on my thirteen-mile hike out here, United States mailman. I just got thinking about you guys. I just wanted to call and say thanks again. Uh, like I said, my name is Rhett. Phone number is 801-231-3328. Email address is magicalvault at msn.com. Magical, like Disney, V-A-U-L-T at msn.com. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a magical day. Do you think he has to do a 13-mile hike because he's a mailman? Yeah, that's... yeah. I, oh, I, I thought I, he was hiking with a mailman. Uh, no. He, I guess he's his route is 13 miles. Do you I think guess. he had one of those wireless headsets? He's walking in the neighborhood talking to himself. Oh, All man. the houses are like, oh. Our mailman drives. <laughs> My mailman shows up when he feels like it. Red, ask for a Jeep. Yeah, really. A litter. Hey, y'all. This is Red out in Utah again. I'm still on my 13-mile hike, but... I wanted to call back in because I had a tip for all the listeners. If you just need to book a room at Walt Disney World, check Expedia. 
my airline that we're flying out with canceled the flight we were going to take. So we have to fly out a day early. Well, it almost sounds like he's knocking stuff over as he's walking. I know what that noise was. He was putting mail in a mailbox. Yeah. That's what that noise was. Rather than pay the, a change fee with Disney and add another night's stay, I was just going to book one night at the Caribbean Beach Resort. Um, but with Disney, it was like $180. Through Expedia, it was $94 plus tax. The interesting thing is I called Disney to ask them if they do match prices. And the guy asked me if I was willing to, if I wanted to book with them directly. And I said, absolutely. He matched the $94 price. Okay, just for the point of reference, in the tra- world of travel agencies, that is not cool. That is not cool. You are not allowed and not supposed to be, and we know that they do it. And they try and poach clients wherever they can. And you know, from a travel agency perspective, that, you know, they really, this is why when I say sometimes working with these guys, it's like working with pigs. Because um, they'll do crap like this and, you know, underhanded stuff like this is not is not beyond them. They should not offer, do you want to book directly with us as opposed to booking with Expedia? That's just not the way yeah. it's supposed to be done. Because I mean, it's no different to the to the client. Right. I mean, whether you make the reservation through Expedia or Disney Direct or Dreams Unlimited Travel, you know, it's the same thing. It's the same room. It's the same hotel. You might get a better price, but you know, there's really no advantage whatsoever going through Disney directly. There's no advantage. You get no perk for that. There's no special service you're going to receive because you did that. It's just Disney poaching money from no. I don't mind. I don't care if they poach money from Expedia, but you know we've caught them doing it to us a couple of times, and raised holy hell. And you know, of course, it's always the party line coming back to us that you know, oh, we you know we don't approve of our agents doing that. Yeah, bull. You absolutely do. So, yeah, it's kind of scummy that they do that. Without even asking, I mean, what's going on with that? Do they have these low rates that they just offer and hope you don't find out about? Or I don't know. Anyway, guys, uh, I'm about four miles to go, and my day is done. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Well, Rhett, as far as that goes, um, the um, you know they're constantly yielding rates and looking, uh, especially in the value resorts, because those are the ones that fill up the the, uh, the most. So, yeah, they will take people and upgrade them to better resorts um, because they know they can get that turnover in, in the value. Uh, that was a good deal, offering you the one bedroom at, uh, at Saratoga. Normally, it would have been a studio. I'll tell you, though, we see a lot of upgrades to Saratoga. So there's something, they're going, empty. something going on there, um, whether it's the DVC folks are not using their points there. It's, I'm telling you, that property is cursed. It's cursed. I'm convinced they built it on an Indian burial ground. Oh my gosh! Because that that, that there's something about that resort. It just it lacks it lacks something. I just I don't I didn't like it when it was at Disney Institute. I don't like it now at Saratoga Springs. It just does nothing for me. Nothing. Don't know why. But you know it's it's a lot of people love it. It's beautiful. I mean the grounds are beautiful and. The, the units are very nice, so I'm not saying I just there's something about it that doesn't 
just doesn't resonate with me like some of the other resorts do. So, It's not an intimate resort. And then, of course, here's Brett's th- third phone call. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. This is right out in Utah again. You know, I just find, I find it really hard to find a better way than to spend the government's money than listening to this all day and calling into the Diz a couple different times on a nice Saturday. <laughs> so I just wanted to call in and say as my 13-mile hike nears an end here, I can't wait to come down to Disney World. And I think it would be really cool if I ever ran into any of y'all in the parks. But, and y'all have a good one. Good one. You know, you think these 13-mile hikes make me look thinner. <laughs> it's just my oh, dog. Hey, again, this is Rhett. Y'all have a nice weekend. Goodbye. Well, thank you very much for calling in, Rhett. Um, All 12 times. Yeah, you think, yeah. you think anybody got the right mail? He's in Utah. I wonder if he delivers mail to the Osmonds. Maybe. I'm sure they're everywhere out there. Steal Marie Osmond's mail and send it to me. I want to see what you get. Some fast. Doll orders. <laughs> some doll wigs. Yeah, some fast some dolls. <laughs> Internet pharmacy. <laughs> and sequin dresses. Best. Propofol. Hey, Donnie, oh. Donnie's going to be on Dancing with the yeah. Stars. So is Tom DeLay. Oh, I... <laughs> that... Well, you know, they got Tom DeLay because they wanted Paul Abdul and couldn't get her. So Tom DeLay became... <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. They wanted Paul Abdul. And they got Tom DeLay. Mm. Oh. Yeah. With a future draft choice to be named later? or You know, how's that... That's not even in the same ballpark. I don't know. I'll start watching when they actually get stars. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Dancing with the husbands. <laughs> it's a veritable who's that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Jerry Springer did very well. <laughs> so, all right, Kathy, you have one? Yes. This is another one from my Facebook friends. This is from Linda Klosterman. Hi, Kathy. Here's my question. This is a toughie. At Bay Lake Towers, what is the footprint of the resort? Does the open side of the sea face Bay Lake, the marina, the contemporary resort, or what? D, all of the above. I don't know. <laughs> this is a trick question. It's, like, it's shaped like a C. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like a C, and the part that's rounded, the rounded part of the sea faces the Magic Kingdom. The outside, yes, the outside. The outside. The then the inside, the convex portion of it. Yes. Oh. Faces um, convex ba- or concave? Concave. 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 Right? Yeah. concave. 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 The convex part faces the Magic Kingdom. Right. Mr. Summa Cum Laude. Right. Oh, really? The concave part faces uh, Bay Lake. Correct. The pool, yeah, the pool in Bay Lake. There's a pool. And then there's the sort of the sides of the sea. One faces the contemporary, but it's not, you know, it's not like it's right up against it. And the other one faces kind of like Space Mountain. And these are beautiful, beautiful, beautiful yes. rooms. I found the studio small. I found the studio almost uncomfortable. But uh, Did you get up to the lounge when you went? No, because you can only go up to the lounge if you're staying on points. Yeah. I had thought that you could at least get up if you were uh, a DVC member on cash. Sh- um, I don't know. They said you had to be using points. We didn't have a DVC card. So if you're just you renting, if you're just renting those, you know, if you're staying there... Just you know, paying the hotel rate to stay at Bay Lake Towers, you will not be able to get up to the lounge. That's, that's not ex- right. That isn't right. That's exclusive to members. Well, you know, it's 
you know, DVC members pay a lot of money, and you know what? They should have some. It's the only resort that does that. The only the DVC resorts that has something exclusive for members. And I think, you know, given the fact that DVC members are Disney's highest affinity group, that yeah, doing things. You know, we talk about it all the time. You know, show show loyalty to the people who show loyalty to you. And in my opinion, you know, somebody who's willing to invest twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars in some cases even more on, you know, kind of locking in their vacations with Disney World for the next twenty years. Yeah, you know what? At the very least, in a in a building like that, give them the lounge. I'm a DVC member and I think that I I believe that if someone's willing to pay the rate to stay there, they should have access to it. I mean, we're talking three hundred plus dollars. No, a because night. it's a limited number of people they can have up there, and they want to make sure that the people that are up there to watch the fireworks are DVC members. I can appreciate that. I really can. What do you think of the a- elevator situation? We waited a long time. For no, the elevators. I, I didn't find that. Yeah, we I did. didn't find that. This was the first night they were open, though, so I don't know because they closed one elevator off that just goes from the first floor straight up to the top, and the other two. It just felt go it, up it, and down. I just the room to me that that uh, studio room because it has the additional kitchenette feature. Uh, the way it's laid out, just it seemed very small to me. Once we set up the pack and play, we realized how small it was. Yeah. We had to put the pack and play over by the door in front of the bathroom and that little. Oh, uh, yeah. That's plus yeah. it was dark over there, and when we started watching the fireworks in the balcony, it was so loud. I mean, oh. it is really, really loud. Oh, sure, you're right there. Yeah. You're right there. But no, I mean, beautiful, beautiful. I mean, oh, another, another this will be a huge hit. Yep. Huge hit for Disney Vacation Club. Can't say enough good things about it. We were really impressed. So, all right, well, thank you for that, Kathy. All right, and finishing off our voice, our email show for this week, our good friend, Tiara Todd, Todd Carrier, uh, apparently was at, I think, at a, I think it, it, it's really kind of hard to understand him, but uh, him and a group of Dizzers did something out in Chicago, so... <laughs> <laughs> that was wrong. <laughs> here's here's Todd. Could you tell them to shut up while you're on the phone? <laughs> My God, they sound like a bunch of old old wash women. <laughs> um, the Doorway to Dreams meet in Chicago. And I wrote behind the piece of game. Currently, we're calling you from the mock-up bathroom. Um, Time's the bathtub. I'm in the bathtub. <laughs> we're having a grand old time. Uh, Jack and the... Uh, crew here at Doorway to Dreams gave a great presentation, gave us some insider info on uh, Disneyland California Adventure that's coming up in the next couple of years, including the new Cars Land. Uh, and we can't get that out of the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> what a surprise. Uh, we're going to go have lunch. We want some wonderful prizes. And we're having a great time. All thanks to the Diz. Yeah. Uh, we don't talk to you before. We'll see you in December at <laughs> or the December event if you know. Do not fuck. Drinking in the bathroom. I think they were drunk. <laughs> Where were they? <laughs> <laughs>
the doorway of dreams. dreams. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, so much of that cackling in the background. Oh, they're on a helium convention or something. <laughs> he had pictures up on his Facebook page. It's in the tub, yeah. yeah. So much you tell Todd that he can start talking to the phone as soon as it picks up. Yeah, really. <laughs> He's not able to wait 45 seconds. He had a 45-second, you know, dead-air intro. So. Tierra's too tight. Yeah. All right, well, that is going to do it for our email show this week. It's going to do it for me for the next three weeks. <laughs> so we. I hope you all have a... Uh, let me make sure I get back to my right my right bag. Corey, yes, you so. know how to clean all the prizes out of the prize matron? Yeah, change them all to $1 gift cards. <laughs> <laughs> See what these guys do when I'm not here? And the cat is gone, the mice will play. Yep. So, all right, folks, that'll do it for our email show this week. Thanks very much for listening. You all have a great week, and we'll be back with you again with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, and please remember, as always... Stay out of the damn lakes. Talk to you when I'm in Australia. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever.